Inside Track, the official podcast of World Athletics. Welcome to Inside Track from World Athletics. I'm Sonia Richard-Ross. I'm Kelly Southerton. And I'm Richard Kilty. And this podcast is going to bring you the biggest names in the athletics world, all of the amazing highlights and exclusive access into the world of athletics. Right now, we're recording live from the World Athletics Indoor Championships in Glasgow, bringing you all the action and reaction. You can follow this podcast on your favourite or chosen platforms. Make sure you tune in so you don't miss out on all of the exclusive access we're going to be bringing you from Glasgow and for the rest of the athletic season. That's right. We're also joined by double Olympic gold medalist David Rudisha. And shortly, we're going to be hearing from World Athletics president and athletics icon, Sebastian Coe. But today our focus is all on what's going to be happening over the next few days and there's plenty to be excited about. All right, so we made it. We're here for Inside Track from World Athletics and we're actually here in Glasgow for the World Indoor Championships. Are you guys as excited as I am? I'm very excited. I don't, and you gotta listen, you gotta talk to your face, Richard. You gotta talk to your face because it's not giving me the level of excitement that I need. Yeah. Well, once we get going, you'll see. You, when we get going, you'll see me excited. Okay. Excite. You so kind of need, you need to warm up. You yeah, 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 the sprinter. Yeah. You gotta warm. We gotta start off slow. Yeah. Is that funny that sprinters are the ones that always walk slow and do everything slowly, and then they're so explosive on the track? Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm hoping by Sunday, <laughs> by the end, Richard will be absolutely flying. As yeah. Fast he'll he be runs his 60 meters. Yeah. yeah. Well, it does take me an hour and a half to. Warm up. You get a very intense six seconds after that. Exactly. So. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. And we should also welcome our special guest, David Rudisha, who's joining us to take a look and a look ahead at what we can expect for these championships. So thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. So we'll start with you. What are you looking forward to most for the championships? Well, uh, yes, uh, looking forward, you know, uh, to have uh, and to experience a very good uh, championships. You know, uh, we are looking forward uh, for. 100 in the first day, you know, uh, 60, 60 meters. Yes, we're indoors. Get, we're in a little, always, it's a little bit shorter. I always get like, <laughs> yeah. I'm used to this at least running yes. more in 100. Yeah. So I'm looking forward uh, to see uh, how they are going to do in the, mm -hmm. in the 60 uh, because uh, it's going to be one of the tough ones, especially yeah. the men. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, to see, you know, Noah Lyle against Coleman. It's going to be tough. And yeah. uh, of course, with the Manila from Africa, who is our best. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope it's going to be exciting. Oh, well, I'm sure it's going to be exciting. I think so many of us are looking forward to it. What about you, Kelly? Well, obviously, the field events are one of my favorite because I feel I have to stand up for the field events. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the shot. I absolutely shot men's and women's. Mm -hmm. You've got world champions, world record holders. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've got emergence of new people. You've got a, a new world lead from a Dutch girl, Jessica Schilda, who's now the world lead. You've got Chase Early, well now Chase Jackson, who's the current yeah. world double world champion. Mm -hmm. And then in the men's, you've got uh, Ryan Krauser. And like, oh my, oh my God, he's just massive. And in terms of like, every time <laughs> In terms throws, of everything. 22, 22 and a half meters <laughs> is just like a, a throw in a park. Yeah. But there's emergence of like, the Jamaican record was broken by Campbell. Mm -hmm. um, and also you've got Tom Walsh. So like, you've got some, you've got 22, 10 men over 22 meters. Yeah. And seeing those big guys in, in this small arena it, and the noise that they're going to make is just brilliant. So the men's and women's shots are going to be probably showcased better than they would do outdoors. Yeah. And uh, those rounds through that competition for the rounds is going to be really exciting. So I'm looking forward to the shot put. Yeah, I mean, I, we're, we've talked about this world championships and how many stars are here. It's really 
an incredibly star-studded field for all the events. The fact that Ryan Krauser is here, he's only thrown one time yeah, before yeah, this and already, yeah, yeah. you know, the best in the world. So the, the field's going to be great. What are you looking forward to, Richard? I'm actually, of course, the men's 60 is every, the one mm -hmm. that everybody's talking about yeah. because you've got the two fastest men on the planet, even from the summer last year. They had a great rivalry. Noah won in um, Budapest, but Christian beat him in the Diamond League final. Noah's just beaten him and ran an exceptional time, 6.43. Mm -hmm. But actually, I'm looking forward to the women's four because I think... You can't steal mine I, now. I, that's, <laughs> I, I was gonna, right, okay. that's the easy one, Rich. I, I, on. That's what I was going to steal from Sanya, but I am looking forward to yeah. that. That would be my second... Um, yeah favorite event also the women's 60 of course mm -hmm. i think uh swoboda versus alfred's going to be a big one you've got yeah. dosso from italy who's been very consistent this year and yeah there's there's so many events i'm interested to see what yeah. Carsten does it's he's yeah. opening up at the world championships in the 400 indoors Doreen richards mm -hmm. has had great success indoors over 400 so there's some great events coming up. Rich, I think you've yeah. missed an event that you might be looking forward to watching. Yes, my wife is competing in the triple jump, <laughs> not the long jump. I have made a mistake earlier and wrongfully I said she was a long jumper. I really apologize for that. But yeah, my wife's competing in the in the triple jump, so I'll actually be down there and helping her warm up a little bit, but not getting too close because I don't want to upset her. You know what it's like yeah. with the relationships. I don't want to say too much in case yeah. I get in trouble. No, that's fun though yeah. to get to watch your wife compete because usually you're yeah. competing too. And so the yeah. dynamics of being a spectator and your little one's coming down as well. So yeah. that's going to be great. So yeah, I mean, if I, if I were to pick a few of the events I'm looking forward to, Femke Bowl in the 400, like seeing her run sub 50 indoors, it's so hard mm -hmm. to run under 50 seconds indoors. And she seems to that to be, you know, she can just, rattle those times off so that's going to be great and also grant holloway mm -hmm. and the men's 60 meter hurdles he's undefeated now in like 500 races <laughs> it's like insane yeah. how dominant he's been in that event so to see if he's able to keep that going and to win a world title so it's going to be a lot of fun and i think um i think the spectators are in for a real treat especially as we lead up to the olympics in paris which is kind of what everybody has their their sights on so it's going to be fun have either of you ever competed in this arena before I have. We no, had the, I haven't. You have. Bad memories for me. So I was. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, not bad, but it, yeah, it's a bit bittersweet. When I was out there, I was like, ah, oh, nah, this bit. <laughs> so I was, I, I was the two time European 60 meter champion I'd won in 2015, 2017. Mm -hmm. And I came back from Achilles surgery in 2019 and I finished fourth. So that was pretty harsh. That was the last time I was here. And I but it was just a little bit too much too soon. Yeah. I rolled my ankle as well and had some problems with the surgery afterwards. Yeah. I shouldn't have competed, but I, I went out and finished. Well, first. outside of the results, what, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? I'm just trying to get an idea of what the athletes might be anticipating, what the fans will what can look forward to. So I, I've competed in Scotland quite a lot, mm -hmm. like Kelvin Hall was Kelvin the old Hall, indoor yeah. and also in Glasgow, the outdoor, the, the Scottish crowd. I don't know, did you actually compete outdoors in Scotland? I all? never did. So it's actually my first time here. Okay, they used to have the USA versus USA, GB, GB USA match, yeah. matches. The crowd oh. is really good. British yeah. crowds are great anyways. Yeah, I know that, and yeah. you'll get a lot of knowledgeable fans in the crowd. But mm -hmm. I think the reception that anyone will get here is going to be amazing. Regardless, yeah, it's five 5,000 people in there. It's going to sound like 10, 15,000 because wow. of the, I think the acoustics in your arena is such a great place um for to spectate because you can see everything so i think it's going to be uh, hopefully the brits will use this as a home advantage but i think anybody out there competing yeah. is going to get such a, a support yeah i love that and david uh, you didn't do a lot of indoor running but i want to get in the mind of what it's like running the 800 indoors because obviously you do two laps outdoors and here you got to do four laps of the <laughs> indoor track so was there is there a big mind shift for the athletes that run the 800 when they're competing indoors 
I never did uh, myself uh, mm-hmm. the indoor uh, because of the sharp corners, of course. And, yeah, uh, and you're so tall. Yes, yeah. and uh, I was more like a long stride athlete. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did a thousand one mm-hmm. time uh, in, in Ostrava. And I remember, you know, we started from a different uh, point, not mm-hmm. as uh, I used to, you know, from uh, start from the yeah. 800. And uh, it was uh, it was very interesting, you know, uh, after uh, to the 200, it's like now when I'm going to start my race. <laughs> and uh, yeah. at some point I got a little bit confused because I felt like I was doing... I did so many laps. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> no. How much have I run so far? <laughs> it's like after I finished the first 200, it's like I've already finished a, a lap. Yeah. So uh, it is very interesting. And uh, I never had that experience. But I can imagine if you're just a 400 or uh, 800 meter doing four lap, I, f- I feel it can be a li- little bit challenging for those. But uh, with practice, I, f- I, I know for some athletes, uh, they, are, they can do very well. Like uh, Wilson Kipkatari mm-hmm. used to uh, do very well in the indoor, even running 142, which is incredibly very mm-hmm. fast, mm-hmm. and uh, manage again to do the outdoor very well. So uh, we are looking forward to see how this, but uh, myself, I never had a chance to get a feeling of it. Did you ever run a 400 indoors? No, I've never. <laughs> I've always wanted to ask you this. What I know, we all seen you, obviously, the best ever 800 meter runner we've ever seen, world record holder. What What would you run in a, like, I don't know, you're a very humble guy, but what <laughs> were you capable of in the 400? Do you think, because I always thought you could run like low 44, even yeah, high 43. 43. Mm-hmm. Could you have run that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, uh, 400 was one of uh, of my uh, uh, races that I really uh, uh, l- l- like. You know, even uh, when I was uh, coming into uh, athletics, that is the event I used to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the beginning of the season, I used to do a uh, uh, 400 a lot mm-hmm. and uh, you've run you've run 44 40, something haven't you legally 45. 45. Uh, i have a pb uh 45 25 okay. official time yeah but i did uh, uh 45 15 in nairobi but that was not an official time okay <laughs> yeah so uh, i'm quite good also in 400 i did uh in the in in uh, 2006 world junior championships okay. in beijing i was doing the four by 400 and uh, we came fourth so in 400, I'm not that bad, yeah. but uh, 800, of course, was uh, special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 1500, I'm terrible. Goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. down. Sandy, what about you indoors? What mm-hmm. was your best indoors, and how did you find it um, different to running outdoors? Because yeah. obviously, you were very quick over yeah. the 200 as well. You were very yeah. speed dominant. Yeah. You must have run it a lot in college, mm-hmm. and and how did you find um, find it different to running it outdoors? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, I, the 400 becomes more of a contact sport indoor um, because obviously outdoors we stay in our lanes, right? So it was like this intense focus about getting to the rail first. And like you said, with me having my, you know, being a speed quarter miler, I felt that was always to my advantage. So I did win a world indoor title yeah. in 2012 yeah. and I ran close to 49 seconds. I forget my exact time. I remember wanting to run 49 so bad. I think I ran 50.01 or something like that. I was like, come on, round me down to <laughs> 49.9. But, um, but for me, it was always more about like getting competition because wouldn't you guys agree like no matter how much you train no matter how well training is going there's a difference between training and competition Mm -hmm. and so in 2012 i was like i want to get 
I want to start competing early. I want to get out there. I want to fight for it to win, even if I'm uncomfortable, even if it feels different, but I want to just keep winning, winning, winning. And I think it really helped me in 2012 when I went on to win gold in London. It was kind of the mindset shift, you know? Yeah, which is a question I was going to ask, and it's probably quite prevalent right now. You've got some of the big stars that might be winning gold in Paris, yeah. doing indoors mm -hmm. as a prep or for the first time. You don't see Noah Lars do mm -hmm. indoors, right? Mm -hmm. So he's doing something and he's put himself out there and it's worked, right? Yeah. So he, on his road to Paris, mm -hmm. he's making a gamble by doing indoors. Now, mm -hmm. do you think indoors is a good setup if you're successful for mm -hmm. Paris or if you're not so successful? Yeah. How, how can you translate that from a not so good performance or a good performance onto Paris, like, yeah. because you don't do indoors and you did yeah. and then you had a great 2012. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, for someone like Noah, it's all about confidence. And I think the reason that he's on the track right now is because he wants to dominate his competition. Mm -hmm. He wants them, he wants to be in all of their heads throughout the season. And he, I mean, the way he did at U.S. Nationals by beating Coleman in the last couple steps He's building the confidence and the momentum that he needs to go on and to, to win in Paris. And, you know, I think for someone like a Noah Lyles and for any athlete who's out there who's seasoned, you kind of know where to where to put things, right? Yeah. Either way, you win or lose, you're still learning about yeah. where you are, like where you are in your training. So obviously you win, it gives you great confidence. And if you don't, you go back to the drawing board and figure it out, you know? But I love to see so many of the big stars competing. And I'm excited to see what Noah Lyles is going to do here. Like, what do you think, obviously, as a great six-minute runner yourself, like, what are what's your prediction of that race or what are your thoughts on that race yeah I, I agree with everything you said there Sonia I think Noah rather than using this he he's said he's not using this as a prep for the summer he mm. legit wants this title like yeah. he wants to win a world indoor title because mm. nobody in the history of our sport has ever won a 60 world indoor title 100 200 and also Olympic 100 and 200 Gatlin and um Maurice Green have won the 61 and 200 at the world and of course, Bolt didn't ever run the 60s. So yeah. if Noah can do this, he, he, this is his first step to achieving absolute greatness and doing something that nobody has ever done. And that would be to win every single sprint title indoors and out. So I think this is a legit goal of his and he really wants that title. The race, you've got Christian Coleman, who's the world record holder. And if he gets back to his best, mm -hmm. Noah will struggle to beat him because he will put so much distance on him over 30 meters that Noah won't be able to climb down. But Christine isn't at the same speed as he was running in 2018, mm -hmm. um, where he ran 6.34 and he won the world indoors in 6.37 in Birmingham. If he can get close to that, Noah will struggle to beat him. But the thing is, it's kind of, it's going to be like a cat and mouse because it's all about can Christian get further away from Noah at mm -hmm. 30 where Noah can't catch him? Because if Noah is in striking distance, he will know that he can catch Christian at the line. So it's it's going to be a very, very interesting race. And at the moment, I still can't put my pick on who I feel is going to win that race. I, I've seen them both um, in the warm-up area there in, in, in the track testing out the the blocks and Noah looked great, Christine looked great. So it's you're going to have to ask me again after the heats and semis tomorrow. Could they just to be too focused on each other, those two, and mm. then someone else is going to come through? Because, you know, you can see that. Um, if they're just, fo you know, Christian Coleman's focused on Noah, Noah Lyles and Noah Lyles maybe focused on Christian Coleman about what they're going to do. They're going to forget, like, you know, the man at the side who's going to go, you know. Because we know if a mistake's made in the 60 minutes, you, it's no coming back. You have no time. So... Could that be a possibility or are they mentally strong enough to not think of each other and let them affect the race? I, I don't see it happening. You're the expert, Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it happening because <laughs> yeah. they're both great champions. Christian, yeah. if he wins this, he goes down as the... He, he, 
probably still is. He's the world record holder and he's got a world indoor title and a silver from last time. If he wins this, he's hands down the greatest ever 60 meter runner we've we've had. And he knows how to win races. He's a world outdoor champion, world indoor champion, world record holder. Noah has got so many world titles. So they both know how to win races. They're both absolute champions in their own right. Mm -hmm. Akeem Blake pushed Noah pretty close in Boston. He ran 6.45, mm -hmm. which is one of the fastest times in history. If he puts together a good race, he could be a bit of a dark horse. But I just see this as two like colossal sprinters going head to head. There's always... Um, chance that someone can surprise them, but I feel like they're both careful of pushing down towards six four zero. Um, not a world record then. Not I capable. can't see a world record. The is that the track or the or the athletes? I, well, the, the world record technically is at altitude, which gives you a couple of more yeah. hundreds. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. even if we say that he's still Christian, still ran six thirty seven in Birmingham, I can't really see them get. Okay. That would be insane if they were to run six three something. Mm -hmm. But again, I think I think we're going to see maybe six forty one, six forty two yeah. to win the gold. So uh, talking of world records, do you think one will go in the women's 400? Yeah, yeah. I think um, Femke Bowl is definitely primed to break her own world record again. Um, so hands down, she's one of my favorite athletes competing right now. The level of grit and determination that she's had um, last season, watching her develop and blossom even more in the 400 meter hurdles has just been a joy to watch. And I think that with everything that's at stake here. I don't think anybody's going to be able to run with her. Mm -hmm. So she's going to have to really be determined to just kind of go out there and go for it by herself, especially in the last 50 meters. Mm -hmm. She'll have some company at 200, but after that, she's kind of in a class of her own. Mm -hmm. But I feel like she's that type of athlete that can do that. She has that David Rudisha-esque, <laughs> you know, um, ability to really yeah. focus on herself and run from the front and still push it really hard. So I think that the world record could go again and, you know, it'd be nice to be able to, to, to see it in person, you know, to see that. And then talk about confidence going into outdoor because we don't know what Sydney's going to be doing. Sydney McLaughlin Laroni, who is the world record holder at 400 meter hurdles, we don't know what event she's going to choose. So, you know, if Femke Bowl and, and, and Sydney lock up again in the 400 hurdles, that's going to be really exciting. And if she's not there, then of course it's the Femke Bowl show. So she's been doing some really great things. If you were racing Femke Bowl mm -hmm. this weekend, how would you approach the race? Because mm -hmm. from what I see is she's she's getting out in front and she's she, she is quick over the first 200. But... Mm -hmm. If you were Alexis Holmes or yeah. if you were Lika Klava, would you yeah. would you try and put more pressure on her and get to the bell before her, even though that's the case? Because to me, it looks like Klava is showing her a little bit too much respect over mm. the first 200. Yep. Now, Klava is very quick over the 200. She used to be a 200-meter runner. Yeah. If you were in that position, you know, you, you're one of the best 400 runners we've ever had. But if you were in a position and you were running, let's say, a 50 flat like yeah. Klava mm -hmm. and... Um, and Alexis, Alexis. Mm -hmm. and Alexis, obviously last year in Budapest, she overtook yeah. Femke. She yeah. went past her, and they stole the gold in the yeah. relay. Yeah. Would you upset. be? How, how would you approach that race in your position with your experience yeah. if you were uh, a, a prime Sanya Richards Ross against yeah. a prime Femke Ball in a World Indoor Championship? Yeah, I think the only time we've ever seen her kind of buckle under pressure was obviously in Budapest there, and under the pressure of competition, like you know the athlete pressing her. So if I was competing against her, I would I would race her to two hundred. Yeah. I would try to get um, to to get the inside lane because yeah. what what I think would happen to her is that now and especially in the four hundred indoors, it's hard to pass someone, right? Like it's hard to pick the right time, and if the person holds you out, you could be running on the outside for very long. So if I was Alexis Holmes. I would say, you know what, I'm going to go for broke. I'm going to try to get the inside lane and then see what Femke has in the tank. But the, the risk with that is that it could also hurt 
Alexis yeah. Holmes or Elite Clava, if they do that, because they might, you know, struggle so much coming home, they might be off the podium. So do you run the smart race and 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 get behind her and, and give your best coming home? Or do you go for it yeah. um, and end up maybe off the podium? So that's a choice they're going to have to make. If it were me, I'd go for it. So you get, <laughs> Gold or nothing. For, yeah, go for gold or yeah. come fourth, fifth or sixth. Yeah. But I think if like one of them does go for it mm -hmm. to stall bowl, then mm -hmm. potentially it gives the an avenue for one of the others to go. So like if there's three in contention yeah. for gold, you know, one goes for it, the other one doesn't, but I think there's a place. It's like, that's what's exciting about the 400 yeah. indoors. Yeah. There's no opportunity to make mistakes. And if you yeah. do, you pay the price. Yeah. And if you and if you can, it's car 400 is carnage, isn't it? When you have to break. And if you if you get there first <laughs> and you've got a free run, but and everyone yeah. has to run wide, it's very tactical and technical, the 400 indoors, which yeah. obviously isn't outdoors as mm. much. Sorry, 400 meter runners, <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> And, and, and Femke does have like a, a really long rhythmical stride, almost yeah. like you were saying, David, that you wouldn't be really suited to, to indoor running because your yeah. stride's so big. And then suddenly if you, if someone did get to the bell before you, let's say, for example, you were running a 400 or an 800 and suddenly you've got athletes ahead of you. It, it, it obviously takes a lot to ha try and reaccelerate yeah. and go around somebody. I exactly. guess that's why you, you, you wouldn't be suited to indoors. Whereas some people who are maybe quicker and have a slight change of direction who run with more leg frequency mm. they can kind of adjust yeah. to those things so for example if alexis holmes got out it would probably make sense for clava to follow her and mm -hmm. try and you know for them both to take the race out but it is a huge gamble yeah i can imagine that if i try to translate to 800 meters yeah you know it's two laps and uh, that's where uh, you know we break at uh, after uh, the first 100 meters mm -hmm. uh and in 400 can be even more tough because the speed is high and uh yes to overtake can be really tough so if i was uh, to run of an indoor uh, 400 meters, I think I'll I'll have to go for it. You know, I have to, I have to <laughs> well, secure I <laughs> the, the <laughs> you know, with the long stride and everything, you yeah. know, you don't have uh, time to, you know, to do the two overtake at yeah. that high speed. Any simple mistake or somebody being ahead of you in one or two meters, if it's a good finisher, then uh, it's going to give you a rough time. So you would do it just like you did when you broke the world record. <laughs> <laughs> so just get to the head and steam them, uh, not coming back. I think the best way yeah. is just to go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this stadium like, going to be conducive to seeing really big performances and world records? We've obviously talked about potentially not in the 60, but potentially in, in the, the 400. 400. But mm. do you see this, this arena giving us performances that are earth-shattering world record? Is this, is this the arena that can be fast? I've run, so when Sanya asked if, uh, I don't know if it was Sanya or Kelly asked if I, uh, I'd competed here before. Mm. I, I've competed here a lot since I was a, a youngster in like mm. Scottish championships, even though I'm not Scottish, it's, I'm <laughs> yeah, a couple yeah. of hours away. Mm -hmm. So I've competed here a few times. It probably is, apart from the Birmingham Indoor Stadium, which is not permanent, probably the fastest um, indoor stadium in the country. They've also now added another brand new layer of Mondo yeah, on right, top of yeah. it. Um, so you're going to get a nice bounce from that because now you've got two layers of Mondo yeah. on the track. It's a brand new track. The curves are nice. Um, yeah, Carstens ran quick over the 400. I think he ran 45 low in when he won the Europeans in 2019 here. And you put some of the best athletes on the planet. They're currently competing here over the weekend. I think you're going to see some really quick times. Yeah. Yeah. So we've heard a lot about what we're excited about, but we caught up earlier with President Sebastian Coe, and he gave us uh, a little bit about what he's looking forward to being here in Glasgow. First of all, I'm excited to be in Glasgow because yeah. they really have delivered great events for us. Commonwealth, we had a Commonwealth, I know that you're not 
Come well, you are actually a, tri- a real, yeah, 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 yeah. at the roots hardcore. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, you're a hardcore Commonwealth. I forget that. Yeah, and you did a Commonwealth. Didn't well, I was at Glasgow Commonwealth. I think yeah. the stadium was right there. Well, you remember how good the, it was. Sorry, the village. The yeah. amazing, absolutely incredible. Yeah. So Glasgow the do these things ever. well for us. Yeah. It's not the biggest venue. We know that, mm-hmm. but the the noise and the passion and the knowledge is going to be fantastic. And look, you know, everywhere you look on that timetable, you've got some extraordinary athletes. I'm not surprised, but I'm, well, I guess I am a little surprised yeah. about the quality of the athletes yeah. in an Olympic year. Olympic year, year. I feel are, the same way. That are using this as yeah. their, their springboard, yeah. you know. And, you know, I've bumped into Grant, and there's Cast, and there's yeah. Femke. Yeah. I mean, it's a who's who out there. Yeah, I agree. Like, you rarely see the big, big stars show up for mm. a World Indoor Meet and an Olympic year. But I think it just goes to um, how excited these athletes are. And I think that there's been this big call for athletes to show up and compete. It's mm. so important um, for them to be here. So I'm excited to see the men's 60 with Noah Lyles and Christian Coleman, oh. Femke Bowl in the 400, which mm. is like, I mean, which And the been... women's 4x4. Four four. Yeah. U.S. and Jamaica, but now yes. Holland yeah. forcing their way in the into mix, that. Yeah. I'm not going to make predictions and we really shouldn't make comparisons. But this could be our best world indoor championships ever. Yeah. If you look at the athletes here, yeah. you look at what's at stake and you look at their form, mm-hmm. it, it, it's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to Ryan Krauser puncturing yeah. a hole in the yeah. end of the stadium. Yeah, and this will just be his second competition and just yeah. what he's been able to do in all the field events, Mondo, yeah. Duplantis, yeah. and what he does in the pole vault. It's Strong. just... I um I was so excited to be invited to come, and I actually brought my entire family uh, to be able to take part because you know there are there is just something special about a championship caliber meet, and especially indoors where everything is going so quickly. And although my youngest probably won't remember and don't, won't know where the heck he is, he's only two months old. My oldest, at six years old, I think this would be a memorable moment for him, and hopefully inspire him. Um, to yeah, one and his day, first trip to Scotland. His first time in Scotland as well. Yeah, so it will be really good memories. That's always him. an eye opener. <laughs> yeah. My wife's also competing on Sunday morning, so my son's coming. He's never ever watched her live at a big event, so he's coming down. He's only seven, so he's going to be coming on Sunday morning to watch his, his mum in the Great. long jump, in the triple jump. How dare I say that? In the yeah. triple jump. That'll go down well. Yeah, that'll right? go down well. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but it, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, what does it take on the world athletic side for preparing for these kinds of big events? Is it like a whole lot that's going on behind the scenes? Or yeah, well, does it now just run so easy like clockwork? Sanya, we, well, no, nothing runs like <laughs> clockwork. I can, I can tell you that. Yeah. But we do have a great team, yeah. probably the best team we've ever had at World Athletics. And this is the first of five world championships we deliver this year because right. we, well, we go from here in the next week or two to Serbia for the World Cross Country Championships. Mm. We then go to the World Race Walk Championships in Turkey. Then we're sort of back towards your neck of the woods for the World Relays in Bahamas. Right, in the Bahamas. You're going to join us there? I'll be there. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, we have the, the test event in Paris for the 25 World Championships. Mm-hmm. I'm joking. It's the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> And then at the end of the year, of course, we have, uh, we're then in Lima for the World Under 20. So yeah. I don't need to remind all our teams, this is the first of five. five World Championships, including an Olympic Games. So they're going to be shredded at the end of the season. So there's certainly plenty for us to look forward to here at the World Championships in Glasgow. Even more reason for you guys to be following this podcast as we're going to be covering it all. And Richard, 
I'm gonna need you to remember what sport your or what event your wife is gonna be in. You know, it's the like, triple jump. I do. <laughs> I, I, you sure? Yeah. You sure? Do you know what? Every time uh, if we bump into somebody, just wherever, like <laughs> I'm taking my son to school, some people will say to like his mom. Oh, what do you do? Is it, you do like the high jump or the long jump? And so she's always triple jump. So I can't believe I'm, I apologize for getting it wrong the first I'm time. sure she'll still love you nonetheless. Yeah. All right. So we, you know, we talked a lot about what the athletes are going to be doing on the track. So, you know, let's give some insight on what they're doing now before the, before the competition. How would you prepare? We're 12 hours out from competition now. What would you be doing? Um, well, today I would have started off with... I, I the day before competition, I always like to go to the stadium, mm -hmm. test out the starting blocks. I call it like a pre-meet or a pre-competition yeah. warm-up. That's just part of my plan because I would have rested yesterday and maybe the day before. So I'd get a feel of the track, a very easy warm-up, something to activate me. Then I would go to go back, maybe get some massage, some physio, mm -hmm. eat some food. And then for the rest of the day, I would just lock myself in the room and maybe watch Netflix, watch some TV series, mm -hmm. just do something to take my mind completely off what's going on because... Mm -hmm tomorrow is going to be a huge day they're up early the heats are in the morning and the finals not until the evening so you've got to save so much energy so yeah. for me personally a warm-up some massage some good food and just do something to completely switch off get my feet up in bed and and, and take my mind off the competition really mm -hmm. how do you guys prepare what, what was yeah. your day before yeah i feel i mean i feel like i'm so far removed now almost can't remember. <laughs> but i feel like i remember the Two days prior, we'd come to the track and yeah. we'd do like, you know, check the blocks, all that stuff. And I kind of feel like the day before, we wouldn't come to the track. Okay. We'd go for a walk somewhere out in the city um, because my coach kind of had that same mentality too. Mm -hmm. Like, forget about it, right? Because mm -hmm. we can obsess um, about the race and the competition. So it'd be like, let's go for a walk. And then I would do a lot of visualization um, preparing for the race. And then after that, it was just like super chill, you know, like like you said, watch a movie, watch mm -hmm. my favorite shows uh, because we're going to be so locked in and focused the day of competition that you kind of want to just, you know, relax the, the day before. So I don't feel like I did a lot of like running the day before. It was more just kind of like resting and preparing and yeah. doing the, getting the massages and stuff like that. How about you, Dan? Yeah. yeah, I really agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, two days before I... Uh, competitions you know uh time like this i will just do something easy you know mm -hmm. um maybe easy jog with some few stride but not on the track mm -hmm. but somewhere outside uh, you know the track maybe somewhere in the, around, around the park or if there's no any good park around maybe i can do it on the track but just something light nothing hard and then the day before the competition i can just relax maybe if there's uh uh, ice, you know, uh, with massage, just relaxing and waiting for the competition because sometimes I feel like there's no need, you know, to train the day before uh, the competition because you'll be just training your energy. Uh, yeah. You need it, you know, for the competition. And all this time uh, you have been preparing, I feel like you're ready, you need a day off mm -hmm. just to gather your energy, your focus and everything and to meditate for the day competition before well i know where i went wrong um <laughs> <laughs> i like if i didn't go to the track and get rid of that that adrenaline that mm. was buzzing in me mm. i would be awful so i would have the the two days off before mm. i would have that day off and then come to the track before and i did heptathlon so i did yeah. seven events or, mm -hmm. or five indoors mm. it was like activation kind of psych out people i mean i wasn't very good at it but like um <laughs> especially Carolina Clift, I could never psych her out. It didn't work. <laughs> um, but I would just go down, activate, warm yeah. up, chill, chat to people, see people that you haven't seen for a while because sometimes you haven't seen athletes for, you know, some of your 
peers and colleagues for like three or four months because it's been the winter, right? So you'd come here and hi, 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 give those false fake hugs. Um, <laughs> um, and then go back and do like Rich said, eat, chill, and then probably go into town. We didn't do coffee in the noughties. So it's just a walk in town and go and get a tea. And, but just chill, yeah, but just chill. And it'd be tea meeting time, isn't it? Usually yeah. in the evening before and the yeah. team captains announce someone gets to talk. Um, but fun and, and giggles, really, and just relax as much as possible. So it's good that we all do something different. Yeah. It'd be boring if we did the same. Yeah, and it gives us insight into like what the other athletes may look like because no, no, yeah, we're not yeah, all yeah. the same, right? We're not a yeah. monolith. So everybody did something different. So it's nice to see um, that's the same for us here. All right, the time has come. Bold predictions. I've been struggling with this because I feel like a lot of things are going to go to the form chart, but I think I have one. So I don't know. Who wants to start? I'll go first. Okay. Because uh, uh, I've never won anything. <laughs> so let me go first. I'm winning. Uh, just to say, I'm good at coming third. Um, I'm going, and it's field event, obviously. Actually, I'm going to go three. I'm going, Holly, why are you going to get beaten by Trey Cunningham in the hurdles? What? Okay. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Your accent's so strong. I don't think we heard, they heard you. Yeah, yeah. Say it again. <laughs> Grant Holloway. Is going to get beaten by Trey Cunningham. Oh my goodness, that is because someone's going to hit a hurdle, not be so slick, can't come back. Boom. Uh, My second one, world record in a women's pole vault. Okay. Or close. Um, And I'm going for Molly Cordry. You think she's going to break the world record? I think she has the ability to. What is the world record? Oh, actually, world uh, 505, uh, something like that. No, I think she she, she could jump five meters. That's bold. But I think she will stun. I saw her 486. She was well clear. It was wow. a phenomenal. She's in great shape, and she's she's on the up. And Mondo getting beaten potentially by somebody from the Philippines. Wow. Uh, he's on the up too. Um, Ernest Abina. He's um, he's the Asian record of six meters. And Chris Nielsen's been silver medalist a couple of times behind Mondo, Tokyo, and Budapest last year. So hey, these guys are gunning for Mondo. And I don't. I think he he's not invincible. No True. one's invincible. So there could be some shockers. Which all pans out nice for the summer, right? So yeah. we want that that competition, those head to heads. So yeah, is that is that shocking enough? I mean, you took all the good ones, but no, those that's, those are sorry. good. Those sorry, are good. Sorry. Do you yes. have one, David? <laughs> you want to be more shocking <laughs> than Kelly? Holloway is gonna win the <laughs> sixty hurdle. Ah, uh, there's no doubt about that. That oh, guy is is is, <laughs> is gigantic, mm-hmm. and it's huge. It's even amazing seeing him, you know, running that hurdle, and with that, you know, body and his tall, taking off with that kind of reaction and speed in such shorter distance. Mm. It's really amazing. He is a brilliant athlete. I'm I'm not saying that he and can't. I definitely will. But that's yeah. a shock. Yeah. Potentially well, could happen. It's a shock to <laughs> me to hear I that. Do like you your <laughs> prediction. You're saying that it's gonna be beaten. <laughs> But I don't think that's. <laughs> I don't want Grant Holloway to hate me. I do want him to do really well. No, and, the, and, and honestly, though, I think that's important. This is not about the athletes, right? It's not supposed to be meant to be taken personally. It's no, just, exactly. right? Absolutely. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be elevated. When we get him on the podcast and he just broke the world record. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you're so wrong. What do you know about athletics? Uh, Nothing. And Fingerball uh, is, is going to win and perhaps maybe even better world record. Oh. Oh. Who? Who? Yes, Fingerball. Okay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah, agree. That's, uh-huh. uh, Mondo uh, is going gonna, is gonna to win in the is gonna win in the. Uh, you're picking event. all the favorites. No, we want to. We want to hear you pick yeah. an underdog. He's going against me. Yeah. <laughs> going against you. <laughs> Do you have any underdog picks? Underdog. Christian Coleman was beaten in mm-hmm. the US. I guess he's going to prove it here. Okay, Ooh. so you're calling Christian Coleman Come. to win the 60. 
is tough. I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, you know losing in the yeah in, in, in the U.S. Tri- championships. Tri- yeah, tri- championship mm-hmm. is gonna give me. It is gonna give him more. Mm-hmm. You know, appetite to yeah. do even better. Point, so yeah. I agree. Um, I'm going. It, I know. I said I was split. If I was to have to lean to one side, I would say that Christine's going to put his start together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he certainly did make a couple of mistakes in the first 15 meters at the US Champs. And I think he, if he just brushes up on them, yeah. I, I would say I'm going 60-40 towards Christine Christian winning. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I think you're right. I think Christian's going to be super hungry, but I, I can't bet against Noah Lyles. True. I just, yes. if I had to pick one now, I'd pick Noah just off of confidence alone. Um, but that's not my bold prediction. Um, <laughs> I don't. So I, I like I said. I feel like I, I feel like a lot is going to go to form. So it's it's hard to to pick one. But if I'm going to go with a bold bold prediction, I'm going to say Ryan Crouch is going to take a loss. But not not here though. Not here. Not here. Not here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you do that interview not here, not where he breaks the world record. I know. No, listen, Ryan is my. We're both Longhorns. Um, but no, I it was it's a joke. I think Ryan Krauser is also is a shoe in to win it again. Um, but it's hard to pick. I think Julian Alfred might break the world record in the in the in the sixty. I think that'll yeah. probably be my bold prediction is that um is that she's gonna come off such a phenomenal collegiate yeah. season her first um professional season and I think that she's going to come out here and break the world record in the women's 60 and she's got a great training partner now hasn't she so you know yeah yeah. he's yeah. an interesting stat does anybody know who the 60 meter world record holder is in the women's hurdles this is very interesting and not many people know this in the women's hurdles sorry in the women's 60 Gail it? Devers? No. No, no, no. is it Ivana Pavlova? Oh, He's another interesting fact. It's just one of the craziest things I've ever, I just did, when I looked at it, I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. She retired from winning all the European 100s, 200s, breaking the 60-meter mm-hmm. hurdles indoor record. She retired for a few years and came back and won the 400 yeah. hurdles in Sydney. How crazy is that? Really? So yeah. you're the 60-meter indoor hurdles world record holder. Not hurdles, you take, you're saying the 60 sorry, meters. The, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. The 60-meter flat. Yes. World record holder, 691. Yeah. And then you take some years out and you go back and... I think she had a child maybe yeah. and came mm-hmm. back and won the 400 hurdles, hurdles in Sydney. That is just a crazy yeah. range, isn't yeah, it? That's it just is. one of them. I always think about that and I think that is just a myth how you can do that. I think she was also a, a long track speed skater or something like that. Correct. So that she might have yeah. already had that engine. So if you've yeah. got that engine, then, you, you know. Yeah. But I think what was more impressive, probably her winning the 60 metres was, and the world record is more impressive than her doing the four hurdles. Yeah. But she couldn't really, she, her hurdle technique wasn't no. as good as it could have been because mm-hmm. she came to it late. Yeah, um, it's 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 crazy. But I think the world record could go. Yeah. What's your bold prediction? Yeah. I think Alexis Holmes is going to win the 400 meters. You think Femke Bowl is going to lose? I think that, well, I would like to see somebody really take it out. Yeah. Put her under pressure, pressure. at 200. And I just think, I, you know, when you just have one of those funny feelings, I just feel like. You know what, though? Could it be that maybe Alexis Holm would be in her head a little bit yeah. after running her down in Budapest? I mean, that could actually happen. She did. She put her on a highlight reel, didn't she? It she went did. everywhere and it was, yeah. she ran her down and Femke yeah. fell over. It's yeah. just, maybe that's going to give her confidence. Yeah. And yeah, if what I was be, Alexis, I would put her under mm-hmm. pressure. So what would be the key thing is how they finish their semifinals, what lane they get, because yeah. that's going to be a big predictor who's going to get to the bend first. Mm-hmm. Because ideally, or it used to be lane six was what the lane everybody wants, but it's now five. five. Yeah, yeah. So five, it's yeah. like be interesting in what lanes those three, you know, if Clava put her in the mix mm-hmm. and what their game plan, it, what her game plan is as well. So, yeah, I think lane will be really crucial in that 
and you could be well right, um, Rich. Yeah, if you were coaching, because Laurent Muley coaches both Clava and Bolt, mm -hmm. if you did have the athlete like Bolt, who was the world record holder, and it seems that she would be certainly the favourite, mm -hmm. what instructions would you give Clava? Because you want your athlete to get a medal, of course. Yeah. But would you tell her to commit to that, like we said you would? Because mm -hmm. it, it would be interesting to hear what the coach's thoughts mm. were on what tactics he sets yeah. out for them both because one is certainly capable of breaking the world record but claver is also capable of pushing her harder but then could you throw away a medal or do you go for bust it's it's interesting isn't it yes it's it's my, my coach used to always say this is why we run right like you can make as many form charts as you want but until you step on the track and do it, you know, none, none of this matters. But, you know, it's my hope that the coach would be clear and give them both specific instructions based on their strengths. Yeah. Right. It's not about one set in a world record or whatever. It's like here, Clava, this is where this is how you can run your best race. And Femka, here's how you can run your best race. But for me, if I'm with Clava, I'm, I'm sticking as close to Femka mm. as I can yeah. uh, and trying to hang on for a medal. But the women's 400 is going to be super exciting to watch. I think they're going to really push each other. And I think it's going to come down to the final 50. And. Femka, to me, her strength in the 400 meter hurdles, yeah. her experience already running sub 50 indoors. I think that she, you know, obviously goes in as the heavy favorite. Yeah. And I think the only way to beat her is to get to the bell because I can't yeah. see anybody running her, her down, down in, the yeah. last, in, yeah. in the last 200. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. There are so many big stories that are going to be told over the course of the next few days. And we'll have a new episode live from Glasgow tomorrow. You can also check us out on the full video version of this show now via worldathletics.org. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Track and we'll see you for the next episode. Inside Track, the official podcast of World Athletics. This podcast was produced by Voice Work Sport for World Athletics.